This is Capital Radio 97.4, and tonight we're talking chess. This is Hikaru Nakamura, and you're listening to The Full English Breakfast with Lawrence Trent and Stephen Gordon. This is episode 7, part 2. If you missed the first part, you can find it at www.thefeb.com. While you're there, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or the podcast tool of your choice. That way, you can get the show automatically the day it's released. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, moving on to another big story of the tournament, Anish Giri had this huge upset over Magnus Carlsen that actually made the front page of two national newspapers in the Netherlands. He became a bit of a media sensation in Holland after this with TV crews trying up to interview him. Plus, of course, let's not forget he finished on a very credible even score and uh, was so impressive to uh, the local audience that he was actually called up next to Nakamura at the final press conference. <laughs> wow. So chess players, it, I don't think it would be so surprising to see Gary making a 50% score with one or two big results in there. No, I mean, the kid is is an unbelievable player. Let's, let's face it. He is an absolutely brilliant and dedicated player. And he has got this love for the game because you see it. He writes a lot of articles on games. He analyzes them so thoroughly as well. I mean, they all do that. But Anish has got something very refreshing about him and his youth and in some ways an innocence about it there's there's that lack of fear that you have when you're so young and when he beat Carlson I mean we were all shocked because it was an it was just a joke of a game it was just a blunder of a piece um but that being said he did have a few other very good results I know uh I know he 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 got a few scalps I think he beat uh, Wang Hao held his own very much against the other players and he's got a really interesting style Giri because he's got this positional style but he's got this this tactical awareness as well so this guy is definitely going to be in the big 2700s very soon well you, you talk about scalps he he nearly had one against the world champion I do remember that game he did nearly have that one as well well the game against Anand was was the last to finish. He had very good winning chances, and you could see it in Vichy's face. Uh, once they agreed to a draw, he was extremely relieved. He was grinning from ear to ear. And afterwards, Giri, a little bit disappointed, but uh, nevertheless, it was a great game for him, and uh, I spoke to him briefly after that marathon game. No, I have this uh, podcast, The Full English Breakfast. Yeah, I was listening to it yesterday, by the way, yes, accidentally. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, yeah, it looked like uh, today you were going for the front page of the papers again. Yeah, why not? I mean, last time it wasn't so bad, so I decided to try and repeat. But uh, Anand was defending more tenaciously than uh, Magnus. Well, I know there were a lot of uh, people in the press room um, among your family and, and your coach here who were quite nervous for you during the game. Uh, you yourself, when you have a clear advantage against the world champion, were you nervous? Can you describe that? No, actually, when you start getting advantage, you never are nervous because, I mean, it's going a good way. You only get nervous when you realize that the win is missing or is not there. I mean, it's usual feeling for a chess player. It's not really called nervous anymore, I think, when you, you are so much used to it. It's just attention and pressure. And it's quite normal. Every day is the same, basically. 
we put out a question on our Facebook page, and one of the weirder ones was to you, actually. Oh, yeah? They said, hypothetically, if yeah. you met a girl during the tournament, how would it affect your performance? Uh, it's a very, very tricky question. Uh, very tricky question. <laughs> I guess uh, it will not affect it a lot. I hope so. It's a different part of life, and uh, one thing is chess, and the other thing is uh, is ladies. And I don't think they are uh, affecting each other as long as uh, neither of them are going crazy, or chess or the lady. Wow. Maybe I need this kid not only as a chess coach but a life coach. Wow. I mean, how mature was that? <laughs> He's 16 years old. That's something. That, that's that's incredible. What a show of maturity. I Would you speak English better than I speak English, which is quite disappointing, quite demoralizing, really. Brilliant. Oh, he's fantastic, isn't he? I'm glad he's listening to the show. I'm hoping he's going to listen to this one. And Ish, if you're listening uh, and you want to give me some lessons... Pushing your luck there, mate. Well... You know, he's only sixteen. He doesn't even pay tax yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bag some free lessons off him. Geary certainly made some new fans after this performance in his first outing uh, in the A group in Vikanze. We can expect to see him there for many years to come. Uh, another fan favorite down in the B group, the uh, Grandmaster from the Philippines, Wesley So, who's uh, seventeen years old, so only a year older than Geary. And he won the C group two years ago. In the B group, he, he played last year, was was very close, had a tough loss to Geary, who eventually won to qualify to the A group. And this year, So was back again in the B group, was in the hunt for a while, but he went down in the critical 12th round to our eventual winner, Luke McShane. Go on, Luke! We'll hear from Luke in a minute, but first, just a little bit of my chat with Wesley So. I thought it was not, not really meant for me, this big group. I'm probably too tired of weekend tea. <laughs> Maybe this is my last time here. And I'm getting too tired of chess. I have so many losses. Really? Do you have other, other interests? Are you going to any of school? I probably should go to university. Maybe this year or the next year. What about all of your uh, legions of fans? Uh, Won't they be disappointed? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're probably mad at me right now. So do your fans know that you're thinking of, of leaving chess for a while to go to school? Well, they still have no idea. And in the U.S., uh, have you got some schools that you're going for already? Uh, well, I got some offers from Texas. University yes. of Texas, University, Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, yes. And uh, a Filipino chess players also there. Sadora, so it's... He's asking me to go there. Probably too late for this year. I, I have to take the exams for next year. And by the way, my family right now is in Canada, Toronto. So they're not in Philippines anymore. And they're living in Canada? Yeah, they're living in Toronto. I, I mean, we have left Philippines already. I'm an immigrant from Canada. So, I don't know. This B tournament is bullshit anyway. <laughs> It just, I mean, I'm sorry for the term, but you, you mean because you you think you can you can reach higher? Yes, I mean objectively it should be higher. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news for all of the Wesley So fans, but uh, he may be taking a, a little bit of a break from the game to go to university. I mean, I wonder how much he means that because like often you say things like after a tournament, whenever I play a British Championship, inevitably it seems to end with like some disappointment at the end of. The tournament and I say oh, I'm, I'm quitting chess this is it I'm gonna go and find a job and then 12 months later I'm back there you know trying to win the tournament so 
it's a sensible choice at the end of the day to study. But like he says, you know, is he really a, a Group B player at chorus? You know, he needs he needs to get up there. He needs to get his twenty seven hundred rating points to play in it. Well, definitely frustrated. We talked about the importance of having uh, someone, a friend, or if not a second uh, there. He's often traveling to these tournaments by himself. Mm. He hasn't worked with a coach or a trainer, only uh, studying on his own with chess engines. Unbelievable. Uh, at least for the last few years. Uh, so who knows, maybe uh, maybe a university, especially a university with some other uh, friends uh, who are chess players, will do him some good and he'll be back like Luke McShane, who uh, seems to be in top form after uh, leaving the game for a few years. And you know more about, about him than I do. Luke was what we call a prodigy in England, and we don't have too many of them. He had a slight uh, sort of finding his feet period where he was playing bits and bobs. I know he was doing a bit of Bundesliga and the odd tournament, Simpsons and stuff like that. But only in the past few months, he's really started to get to the level we all knew he could. And it's fantastic to see, not only because I'm English, but because he's genuinely one of the nicest guys I've met in chess. I mean, he's part of our team. Uh, for our, my, myself and Stephen's team for the National League. So we're often at dinner with him and he's just a lovely bloke and, and very modest. And let's face it, he's an exceptional talent. That that B group would be a top-level group in any other tournament and he's won it. We were talking about tenacity before. I think Anish was talking about it in his interview. This guy here has got tenacity. He just doesn't give up. It's so frustrating when you play. I've had two games against him and I was fortunate enough to get and a half point in the first one, but he's such a battler. And you know that you sit down opposite him, you're going to have to fight for seven hours to get something. He's just got he's got this endless energy, and he, he just keeps battling away, keeps grinding away, find a new problem. Even when you think like the position's been exhausted, he'll find something. Well, speaking of battling, there was quite a battle in the last round. It was very exciting in the B group. You had the two leaders... Uh, Luke and David Navarra facing off against each other in in a very long game in which uh, Navarro was pressing slightly. Um, so after their long post-mortem session, I actually uh, sat down with both of them briefly. I'll start with you, Luke. It looked like you were actually having trouble holding in a lot of these lines. Uh, yeah, I had to be very careful and possibly, um, you know, there was a way for, for David to cause me uh, even more problems than he did. But, uh, well, it was a difficult game. Yeah. And David, you, you said at the start that you weren't very ambitious, and yet here you were playing for first place, and, and in fact uh, co co winning here with Luke. Yes, uh, I really had some chances, and I became ambitious around uh, ago when I realized that not everything had had been lost yet. I had some chances, but probably not more than that. I'm satisfied with the way how I played this game. Luke, a lot of the uh, fans in, in Britain will be very happy to see you playing in the A group next year on tiebreak. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I'm, uh, this tiebreak is just a question of luck. I mean, I think all these tiebreaks are pretty arbitrary, but but of course. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Uh, in the end, the organizers decided to invite both players to the A group next year. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing him duffing up the Carlsons of this world next year. It's time for the Zeitnot. The rating favorite in the B group, by quite a large margin, was uh, one of Anand Sekin's, the uh, Polish Grandmaster Radek... Stephen, you do this better than I do. Wojciech. Wojciech. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Lawrence? I don't know. 
Oh, that that doesn't sound good to me. You know what? I think this would be a good moment to uh, to get uh, some professional help on this one. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let me let me uh, let me punch in the digits. Lawrence, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, why don't you say hello? Hello. Hi, Ajana. This is uh, this is Lawrence Trent calling from the Full English Breakfast. Hi. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Not so bad. This sounds like an English instructional DVD. <laughs> you have the foreigner, and and it sounds quite innocent, but really it's not. <laughs> Well, Adriana, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. From Stockholm, right? Right. Ow! And that's where you and your siblings uh, produce a weekly chess show. How many episodes now? Oh, let's see. 320-something. Wow. 320-something weeks. Yeah. Over how many years? Uh, six and a half years. My God. Did you, did you know that? Six and a half years of shows? I had no idea about this. I knew about the show, but I didn't know it was on for that long. Yeah, we started out in August of 2004. Yeah, you can literally watch them grow up doing their show. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Six years. I thought you could talk about chess in one episode. You don't need... To, you can't you just a- talk about chess for a while. It's more like a lifestyle. Oh my God! You're convincing me. You're converting me, Adrian. <laughs> I just like bits of wood. I just did it because I was probably a woodchuck in a former life, and I've got to touch wood in some way, but not because I I like the way the pieces go. I just like the pieces. Well, anyway, we wanted to try to prevail on your expertise. Your family, at least going back a generation, hails from Poland, right? Right. And uh, I, I uh, said on our last episode, number six, that uh, I was having some trouble with the, uh, the Polish uh, chess player pronunciation. Uh, I, I could school these guys, Trant and Gordon, on Nepomniashi, <laughs> but, uh, but Radek, the second of Anand, who was uh, one of the top seeds in the B group at the Tata Steel Tournament, please set us straight. How do you pronounce his last name? Well, it's tricky. Polish is a beautiful language, and it's Wojtaszek. Wojtaszek. The emphasis is on the A. Wojtaszek. Right. You could try by limbering up with some Polish um, tongue twister. Go on. You want to hear it? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Chrzebrzęszczynie chrząszcz brzmi w trzcinie i chrzebrzęszczyń z tego słynie. I don't think I'm going to manage that one, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that sounds like? <laughs> that sounds like a Chinaman with his mouth full of noodles and then going, you know when you see something and you put it in reverse? That's what it sounded like. Imagine a scene in a movie where he's stuffing his face and it's going in reverse. That's what it was. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that, Adriana. And uh, where can the listeners uh, find you and your family's show? On chesstv.eu. Excellent. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Everybody listen and watch their show. ChessTV.eu, guys. You better be there. Well, one final thought. Luke also was uh, the most qualified to answer one other question from our fans, which was whether or not a full English breakfast should include tomato, beans, or both. And he says both. 
Yeah, why not? <laughs> Everything. Yeah, yeah. It's not full otherwise, you know. Well, Luke, Luke knows his stuff. You do get to 2700 for a reason in life, Macaulay, and that's because he knows exactly what's in a full English breakfast. Let me tell you what's in a full English breakfast. I am Lawrence Trent, Jim Stephen Gordon, a few mushrooms, bit of toast, bit of bread, a few sausages, tomatoes. To answer your question, beans and tomatoes, absolutely necessary. If you're a real Englishman, you will demand both. You might even be cheeky and demand some chips, a bit of bubble and squeak as well, depending on how you feel. If you really want to go for a blowout, but tomatoes and beans in one absolutely must. The second Grand Slam tournament for this season is in the books. Uh, Hikaru Nakamura joining Magnus Carlsen uh, in the Bilbao final next September. We're still waiting to hear on the news for the next event. Uh, maybe it'll be Linares in May or maybe nothing until the uh, Kings tournament in Bosnia, Romania in June. A lot of stuff coming up before that, of course. I hope we can reconvene before a month goes by in, in just a couple of weeks. What do you think, guys? Well, let's uh, do it. Let's uh, let's make this day a couple of weeks and, uh, you know, get the chess news to the people because there's a lot to talk about at the moment. A lot of good chess going on, a lot of personalities. We heard a lot of the younger guys today as well, and it, it's an exciting time for chess. Let's learn more about these guys. Let's actually find out what these guys are about. Hopefully, we can get a lot more segments from them and slowly but surely unwind the very prickly nature of a super grandmaster. Adrian, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, great. Now you sound good. Thanks. You sounded good from the start, Adriana. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't listen to this guy. Ad Adriana, you see, in, in Polish, Well, that was good. That was good. You're stem bogata as well.